0: What's going on guys? So I'm going to give a quick little announcement before we get started with the show today. Uh, So many times I get people that'll reach out and say, Hey, can I come down, spend a day with you, learn how to pressure wash, learn how to run the business, yada, yada, yada. And I pretty much always say no, because I don't have anything going on, but I've got some good news for those of you that are interested in that. On January 3rd, 2021, I'm gonna be joined by a good friend of mine, Jason Guyman, by Power Wash Help or Pressure Wash Help on YouTube. Jason built a very successful pressure washing company before he sold it, and he literally travels the country now doing training uh, for people starting their own businesses. So, Jason's gonna be down at my shop here in Orlando, Florida on January 3rd. You guys can go to uh, King of Power Wash. Dot com and uh, register for it. That's Jason's website over there. And the two of us are going to be doing a lot of training. You're going to be able to uh, see my trucks. We're going to be able to turn things on, play with it, use it. We're going to be doing classroom training, both for the technical side, as well as marketing sales and all that good stuff. So you can actually make money. So if you want to check it out, click the link in the show notes and uh, you can register. And I look forward to seeing you guys there. Let's get started. My name's Bobby Walker
1: with Journey of a New Entrepreneur and I've got one message
0: for you. Don't be a bitch! What is going on everybody? It's Bobby Walker here with the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast. Once again, bringing you a phenomenal guest on this episode but I'm not gonna tell you who he is yet. You're gonna hold have to hold tight just for a second. Before we get into it, I just want to say thanks for being here. It's As I'm recording this, it's a couple of days before Christmas. I'm ultra excited. I'm kind of in my holiday, you know, vacation mode, if you will. I'm going to be going to Universal Studios tomorrow with the family and hanging out. And I'm just kind of in fun mode. And I'm glad you're here in fun mode with me. So thank you for joining. The show wouldn't be happening and wouldn't be successful if it wasn't for you guys. So thank you so much. Also, another big, big thank you to ResponsiBid, the show sponsor. If you guys don't know what bid is, this is probably your first episode, but let me tell you real quick, it's the premier sales tool for the home service industry. Boom, done. You need a great tool for sales? I don't got to talk anymore. Go to jnebid.com. You can check it out. But let me tell you what it is in case you don't know. It does a bunch of stuff. First off, probably the coolest, sexiest thing about Response Bid is the fact that you can put it on your website and now you have a 24-hour day, seven day a week, 365 and a quarter day a year salesperson that's there to give accurate sales uh, sales quotes. And you might say, Bob, you can't be accurate, you don't know my pricing. Well, no, it's not my pricing, it's yours. It's a very powerful, robust tool that will allow you to price out jobs and, and whatever it is you do over many, many different industries getting accurate prices every time. It also does follow up. So let's say you you might say, well, Bob, I don't want it on my website. I do all my appointments in person. I'm glad you mentioned that because I do all of my appointments in person too. And ResponsiBid is a great tool for that. Every one of our residential quotes goes right into ResponsiBid. If we don't close the job while we're there, guess what happens? ResponsiBid stays on top of that person, is sending them emails, it's sending them text messages. If you hook it up with SendJim, you can even have it send them voicemails and all of this cool stuff until they either decide to buy or not buy from you. And if they choose not to, guess what? ResponsiBid still follows up with them and makes you money down the road when next time they need something to happen. It's powerful, it's awesome, it's got some great analytic tools in it. And at the end of the day, it's the hub of my business because everything starts with sales. Well, I guess it starts with marketing, but you gotta convert those into sales and ResponsiBid is what takes care of that for us. So let me tell you something awesome. Journey of a new entrepreneur listeners, you get an exclusive, this is only good, I I personally negotiated this with Kirk Kempton, the CEO of ResponsiBid. Only JNE listeners get it. If you sign up, you get an additional free month of service. Can't get that anywhere else. You get a lower monthly rate that you don't get anywhere else. And then here's the awesome thing that every bid user gets, is a 10 to one ROI guarantee. I don't think I need to say anything else you tell me another service that gives you a 10 to 1 guarantee and then backs it up with your checkbook, I'm going to sign up for that service. It's awesome. You should check it out. Go to jnebid.com and that's it. Guys, today I have the one, the only, the guy with the best hair in the room in every room I've ever been in that he's been in as well, Howard Partridge. Gosh, I don't even know. I'm not going to tell you about him. I'm going to tell you how I met him. And then I'm going to let Howard start to introduce himself and and tell you guys about himself. But Howard is a um, gosh, he's a very uh, we'll start with the least important stuff first, probably very inspirational and motivational because he is and he does that. And that's, that's huge. But he's also a very, very smart guy that. Has at least built one home service company from zero, I think, from the back of the trunk of his car. We'll find out about that a little later, up to doing kajillions of dollars uh, every year. Uh, he's also a part of Zig Ziglar's Corporation, and he's been doing that for a long time. And I can't wait to kind of learn a little more about that when we get onto this thing. And uh, he's kind of a, kind of a, a A local Floridian too I think he lives in Florida most of the time or did anyway I've seen photos of him out on his uh, patio and stuff like that so we got Howard Partridge on the show I met him at the 2017 huge convention and actually I don't even know if I met you Howard but I heard you and you were you were kind of running the show it was the first convention that my son Caleb and I went to and you had a huge impact and actually probably even even a bigger one on my son, Caleb, because whenever uh, you were done doing the MC stuff on that first day, uh, there's all these breakout sessions you get to go to and you can go learn stuff. And my son and I, we split up so we could cover more ground. And Caleb came to me after a break one time. He's like, dad, I was just at this best one and we've got to do all these things and we got to do this referral stuff and we got to do X, Y, and Z. And and he was, I couldn't get him to shut up. He was super excited and I had to drive all the way from New Orleans to Orlando and listen to my son talk about howard partridge so, <laughs> so howard welcome to the show i'm super excited to have you and thank you for being here hey it's my pleasure thank you for having me yeah so howard let's just kind of get right into it and as we go we'll we'll probably go off into some rabbit trails and have a little fun there but why don't you kind of start out uh painting a picture of who howard partridge is today and i'm really excited about learning who Howard Partridge was and, and then the journey in between but but what have you what do you have going on today? Who are you and, and why might someone be interested in hearing from you?
1: Absolutely. So the first first thing I think is I uh, professionally I'm a business owner. I've owned my own cleaning business for 36 years. Like you said, I built it up from the trunk of my car to a multi-million dollar business which is turnkey, which means I don't have to be there at all. Uh, My primary uh, location is actually in Houston. We have a beautiful home here in the Houston area. And um, I've been going to Florida, Destin, Florida, all my life. And I finally, uh, in 2007, got a condo, then upgraded to a house over there, a nice house, and finally bought my dream property uh, right next to my favorite beach in the world. So we have a home there. We actually have two homes there and one for the kids and and uh, so I spent a lot of time there and I run uh, my main job is I am an international business coach. I have a membership program called the Howard Partridge Inner Circle, where we teach small business owners how to stop being a slave to their business and transform it into what I call a predictable, profitable turnkey operation by helping them learn the proven systems, and then giving them the support that they need to implement those systems. Uh, you mentioned the Ziegler Corporation. I, um, I had Zig Ziggler come and speak at one of my conferences many years ago. I got to know the Ziegler family and uh, became my company Phenomenal Products became the exclusive small business coaching company for Ziegler. Then they um, asked me to help them with their certification process, which is called the Ziggler Legacy Certification uh, Program. So I became the very first Ziggler Legacy certified trainer in the world. And then uh, I started helping Tom run the company. So I'm uh, my title is the Executive Vice President of Operations. Now, the truth is, is that Uh, after helping them build the systems in that business, uh, I don't really do a lot anymore. And I'm more (laughs) of the advisor. I have uh, my, my assistant. uh, She's more than that, but you know, the one who does the actual day-to-day work over there at Ziegler for me is actually Tom's daughter, the granddaughter, Zig Ziegler's granddaughter. Wow. Yeah. And she's amazing. Her name is Alexandra. So, I do that and uh, I work with, I, do, I speak all over the world at groups like the huge convention and different ones in different industries. And right now we're we're coaching in over a hundred different industries in 20 different countries. And the way that I do wow. that, of course, is virtually we have small group coaching. We have uh, one-on-one coaching. We, we do a virtual conference every quarter, uh, workshops, all of that. And I've published eight books. So, yeah. That's awesome.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Well, one of your books, and I think I've only read one, actually, but one of them I love. Um, I read it, I think, two or three times, actually, almost back to back. I mean, not quite, but probably within two months or so. And when I say read, I mean, I listened to you read it to me on Audible. <laughs> That's the yeah. kind of more how I do it. But, yeah. uh, but uh read it. But, actually it was when I was still in the truck it was in my first year of business um and actually it's kind of weird uh do you know how like when you hear a song when you're at a place and then like you can hear the song down the road and you can remember where you were
1: oh yeah 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 it?
0: yeah I still remember I don't know if it was the house that I started listening to your book on but I I remember like it was, I guess it was the day that I was most engaged with it but it was really cold here in Florida as a matter of fact it was uh uh, almost too cold to be washing and I, I just remember you know listening to this book you know I'm in this house uh, I could look across the street see a big pond I, I, it's just kind of weird this this has no value for anyone it's just my mind is going to this place as you're talking and I think that's kind of sure. cool but yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, the that particular book is the five secrets to a phenomenal business which yeah. uh, here in a little bit I hope we, we can talk about um, it's one of the books whenever I see people say you know what should you read um i always mention uh you know the e-myth i think the e-myth is one of those books that um it really doesn't tell you how to do it but it helps you kind of get your mind into the point of you know here's what you should be doing or where you should be pointing and then the five secrets is one of those books that uh it kind of just takes the the baton from the e-myth and then says now here's how to do it and uh right and, and I love it. And for the guys wondering what five secrets are, uh, you know, it's it's essentially it's five, uh, you know, if we wanted to dumb it down, five systems, if you will, that you need to have in your business to uh, to allow you to grow it and scale it and be in in Destin, Florida, while your multimillion dollar company is back in in Houston running.
1: So, um, well, you know, I, I learned uh, that I learned that from Michael Gerber, uh, his book. Really was the catalyst that changed my life. I was uh, I can remember where I was. I was in Destin, on the beach. I read that book and and I had a great business. I mean, you know, at that time, uh, except that I worked twenty four hours a day, hours a day, seven days a week. And I'm reading in this book that you got to work on the business instead of in the business. I'm I'm reading this book saying you can have a turnkey. Business, I'm like, I'm in, yeah. and so I I I went back to I was doing three hundred and sixty thousand dollars a year, or that's how much I had done in 1996, and uh, went back and started working on the company and uh, organized it into those five systems, which we could talk about later. But the reason I titled it what it what I how I titled it is because Michael Gerber says that the secret is the system. Hmm. See, when you have a system. You don't have to think about it you just do it right there's always a step by step it makes it easier for other people to learn and this is just the way we do it here and you make your systems unique and all that well guess what i was speaking at a conference and michael gerber was the keynote and i was i was uh on the the phone with the the producer of the show and uh i said hey You know, is it possible that you could introduce me to Michael Gerber? And he was like, Well, it's amazing your timing. He's, um, I've got him, you know, emailing me right now. I'm trading emails with him. And so he arranged the meeting, and Michael and I became great friends, and he became a mentor to me, spoken at my conference two or three times. We've done, I don't know, five or six programs, shared the stage together and everything. And uh, and I talked to him a couple of times a year. And, wow. um, he's a, he's a, he, um, I always say Zig Ziglar cause I'm with Zig so much, but, um, not Zig personally, he's in heaven, but, yeah. uh, you know, and so Michael Gerber, I just learned so much from him. He's just got a brilliant, brilliant mind. And he was just like the first person that, that, that put this out there that what are you doing mm-hmm. working so hard, you know? And of course he gets on the stage and You know, idiots. You know, okay. (laughs) Thank you, Michael. You know, the only person that I know that can totally offend you throughout the entire keynote, and then everybody gives them a standing (laughs) ovation. You know, because we we all realize that as business owners, we're slaves to the business, and Mm -hmm. that's my mission is to help small business owners stop being a slave to their business so they can actually have a life. Yeah. Well, time with your family. Go on vacation, have plenty of money in the bank. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that. That's all I'm doing is just leading the way. You know.
0: Yeah, I love it, and wow, I'm I'm jealous in a very healthy way that uh, not only are you, uh, you know, were you good friends with Zig, but but also Michael Gerber. I didn't know that, so that's uh, that's super cool. You know, Zig. Uh, I know. I want to get to you, but I'll tell you one cool thing about uh, Zig Ziglar. Uh, and I'm not I wouldn't say I'm a student of his I you know I've read some of his stuff but but not a ton and and I probably should but uh my first experience with him and I've never actually said this on the podcast but probably one of the things I'm most grateful for in my life is the football program that I grew up in in a small town called Ulaga, Oklahoma way back in the day and it was just it had some great leaders you know and it was uh you know the the high school coaches had you know, they were over like the, the the middle school program as well. And so there's a lot of, uh, um, I don't know, synergy is the word I'm looking for, but uh, everything worked well together. And when we got to high school, we would always do, like most teams do, a Thursday night meal. You know, you practice all week long, then you have a light practice on Thursday, and then you get together and do a team meal. And our coach at the time, uh, Coach Brett Williams, would read, from, read to us from a Zig Ziglar book. And, you know, of course, if he's reading to us on a Thursday, you know, that's all we're hearing and being preached to uh, all the rest of our life. And I think, well, I don't think I know a lot of my makeup. I, you know, I didn't grow up with a dad or anything. My dad passed away when I was really young. And uh, I think a lot of who I am as a person and who I am as a man came from that football program and that football program at its core had Zig Ziglar because the leader of it was a huge fan and, and uh, uh, advocate for, for Zig. So that's, that's really cool. So we're like four steps removed from each other through all that. And now, now we know each other personally. Yeah. I mean, he
1: (laughs) impacted so many people influenced so many people and it's just been passed down. That's another uh, part of my mission with uh, Ziglar is, you know, one of the reasons that I mean I sort of sort of things with Ziggler kind of happened by accident and then and then Tom and I both realized uh later on that it was just God you know creating the the path that we were supposed to follow but I'm really passionate about uh carrying on the legacy of Zig Ziglar because he lived a great life I mean talk about an inspirational story he grew up as the second poorest family in Yazoo city, Mississippi, had an average life like most of us and uh, failed at a lot of things, you know, and uh, he got into sales and he said, you know, I didn't sell anything. He said, well, actually I did. I sold my furniture, sold my car and, you know, like, you know. <laughs> he sold <And> everything. <laughs> it, yeah. And then uh, one day a man by the, by the name of PC Merrill took him aside during a training it was a man that zig really respected too as a leader in the organization and he said uh zig i've never seen such a waste." Hmm. and he said that'll get you my get your attention my friend and he said i believe that if you went to work on a regular schedule uh that every day that you could be a great one and that's what i want to share with everybody here is that you know, the path to success is actually simple. It's very simple. It's just not easy. Hmm. And uh, as John Maxwell says, he says that uh, everything worth having is uphill. You know, it it doesn't come easy. See, all of us have different gifts. And in all of us, you know, some things are easy for me that are hard for you. Mm -hmm. There's some things that are easy for you that are hard for me, right? And so we all need a PC Merrill to say, hey, man, you know, wake up, get up, dress up, show up and, you know, every day because, you know, you don't get there by accident. And I think that most of the people uh, who are listening to this probably work very hard. They're probably not lazy. But here's the thing. Here's something else I learned from Michael Gerber. Most small business owners are technicians. Yep. They're not business owners. They're not entrepreneurs. And the ones that serve, that, that thrive are business owners. And I never wanted to be a business owner because my image of a business owner is some guy in a pinstripe suit, you know, hard charging, yeah, you know, guy, you know, eating lunch at the the you know, best restaurants and driving a fancy car at a bunch of you know, big ring on his finger and didn't care about anybody and greedy and all that. Well, listen, what I found out is that you can have any house you want to have. You can drive any car you want. You can make as much money as you want. And you don't have to be that guy. And you can even wear a pinstripe suit and have a big old ring on your finger, but you can be the nicest person yeah. in the world. That was Zig Ziglar. You know, he he had everything that money could buy. But he said, more important is the things that money can't buy, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I never wanted to be a business owner. But then when I learned that, look, if you don't learn how to market, if you don't learn how to sell, if you don't learn how to, uh, how to, uh, uh, track your numbers and make money and make profit, and you don't learn how to hire people and, and lead people, manage people and all that, you are going to stay a slave to your business. And so it was hard for me. I I went through a lot of pain trying to do that. And, and I don't want anybody to think, you know, usually when they see my messages and everything, they're thinking that, well, you know, I want you to be a, you know, have a whole bunch of employees or whatever, you know, that's not true. What I want you to have is I want you to have a life. Yeah. And the, the, if you want to make more money, if you want to make a lot of money, if you want to bless a lot of people, if you want to have a phenomenal life, then build a phenomenal business. That mm-hmm. is like the, the, the surest way to get there. You know, if you have a job, you're relying on somebody else who unfortunately, because they don't think like me and you, they don't have your best interest at heart. But when you are not only your own boss, but uh, you also care about other people and you take care of your team members, you take care of your clients, you learn how to be a leader, you learn how to build those systems. You learn how to attract the right people and manage them. Listen, the is the limit. I got a guy who started coaching with me. I started coaching 22 years ago. And one of the first guys that started coaching with me did nothing but just follow my system. Howard, what do I do? Okay, here's the system. And I just laid out those systems. Same systems that are in that Five Secrets book. Mm-hmm. And he studied, man. This guy studied and he went out and implemented And it didn't work right away. I mean, uh, he got a lot of business right away, but what I mean is that, uh, he, uh, made some mistakes and, you know, he had some failures along the way, but that guy went from zero in the last 20, some 21 years, let's call it. He's, he did $32 million last year at a 16% profit margin. Nice. I know I'm like dang the 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 student has surpassed the master for sure because I ain't Mm -hmm. doing no 32 million dollars a year (laughs) right now you know and uh but the thing is is that I could I have uh I have two different concepts that I that I could roll out that I could I'm feel confident I could build up to 100 million dollars a year but the the greatest business lesson that I've learned is that the one and only reason your business exists is to be a vehicle to help you achieve your life goals. Yeah. For me to build a hundred million dollar company, I'm not going to spend as much time with my grandkids. I mean, I'm sitting here going, okay, like I can't be gone, you know, more than seven days because I don't want to be gone more than seven days, you know, without my grandkids. So yeah. I, buy, I bought a house and destined so they could be close by and, you know, I'm like, okay, well, if I'm going to travel more like I used to, you know, I got to figure out how to take them with me or something, you know, mm-hmm. but you know, when you get clear on your life goals first, then you build your business according to your life goals. Yeah. That's, that's the key right there. Mm-hmm. That's that the Well,
0: uh, two things. Well, one, just a quote that I love that ties into what you were saying was, uh, you were talking about how the path to success isn't, uh, complicated it's just hard maybe or or, yeah or yeah it's simple um yeah it's not easy Uh, one of my favorite quotes and i don't know who it's attributed to i know who i heard it from but uh is it's not hard it's just hard work you know it's not uh it's not we're not building rocket ships here we're just we've got a plan and we're executing on that thing every day yeah
1: um it's it, it it's not um it's not Uh, impossible that's Mm -hmm. what people need to know building a business is just uh, one layer on top of another layer on top of another layer but people you know i think what happens with business owners is their ego gets in the way they think if they get help from someone else Mm -hmm. uh, if i use howard system then it's really not my own and you know i can't listen my i got i built my company to two and a half million dollars we did about four almost four million last year And uh, this year with COVID, it's about 20% off. But Mm -hmm. um, when I first got it up to about two and a half million dollars a year, we made good salaries. You know, I had two partners at the time that I'd brought on. That's a whole nother story, but, uh, but um, we weren't profitable. And, you know, I was building up debt and all of this and uh, you know, credit card debt and all that. Well, I reached out to uh, a lady by the name of Ellen Rohr and we implemented her financial systems and she taught us how to price our services. She uh, taught us how to get our labor rate down and just those two programs that I learned from her uh, got me debt-free, got all of our lines of credit uh, paid off. Uh, We don't we don't have very profitable. We don't have any credit card debt. I mean, we use credit cards, we pay them off like immediately, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like before it's even due and we finance equipment, but that's, I mean, we could pay it all off if we, if we needed to. But the point is, is that Ellen Rohr doesn't get, get royalties for, you know, helping me uh, get my business properly. I paid her one time. Michael Gerber doesn't get royalties for writing a book that changed my life or mentoring me. You know, every uh, coach or program that I've invested in, which have been many, 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 uh, it, I'm not paying anybody royalties. I don't have, I mean, I'm glad to say, hey, I learned this from Michael, learned yeah. that from Ellen, learned that from Zig. That's how you get there. If you put your head in the sand and say, oh, I'm going to figure this out. You know, uh, that way is mine is mine, mm-hmm. your ego. You could go broke with a big old ego. Yeah. You
0: know, well, I think we, and you, you hit on this, but I think we do forget, you know, why we're doing this thing. And if any person that's listening, you know, and, and myself included, and I know you as well, you know, I would be shocked if there's one person that's going to hear this, that if we rewound before they started their business if they said their why was to build a business and, and be able to uh, say you did it with no help, you know, probably no one, you know, who would go into all the hard work and headache of building a business just for the sake of it. Not very many people. Most people go into the business to build the lifestyle that they want. And I agree with you. I think most of the time it's probably, Pride. And I think, you know, a lot of the time, I think there's fear involved in there as yeah, well. That's right. where people, um, you know, I'll share some, you know, like my wife, she started a, a maid service uh, just a little over a year ago. So she had, she, it's not a long story, but I'm not going to get into it here. But she, she had quit her her job that she had had, started the business. She's done awesome. I'm like, I'm just, I couldn't be more proud because this is a woman that uh, just a few years ago had like crippling crippling self-limiting beliefs and uh, one time this was about seven years ago I said the phrase to her you're worth more than minimum wage and she broke down and bawled not because she was thinking wow my husband said something nice to me because she couldn't equate that you know she couldn't you know believe that she was worth that and now she's like making she's actually making more money than she's ever made doing this maid service but like a struggle she's having and she can probably hear me right now around the corner, but you know, we're, we're pretty open family here, but uh, on hiring people, she's just stinking scared. She's just, I mean, there's really nothing else to it. She's just, it's, it's a new thing, which some people just don't enjoy change very well. And then on top of it, even though I don't think we are, you feel like you're playing with people's lives. You know. Now, at the end of the day, every person's responsible for themselves, and everyone that's a hard worker is going to be able to at least make a living. And those that aren't aren't. But I think fear is a big one as well. Let me. I want to ask you something, Howard. Uh, that you said a little earlier. Uh, you were talking about how a lot of people think that you always want them to get a lot of employees and so on and so forth. And you said, that's not really the case. What you really want is for them to build the life that they, they have. Yeah. yeah. Um, let me make a statement or two and and we'll kind of turn it into a question of, I want to see your, your thoughts on this. Sure. Um, you know, I've, I've got a friend, he, you know, he's a friend of mine. His name's Aaron Parker and he's actually got a YouTube channel and, and he's a very talented, impressive person. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he and I have had this conversation, so this isn't—I'm not talking trash on Aaron. For everyone that knows Aaron out there, we, we've talked about this open. But his whole philosophy is—he uh, calls it the Lean and Mean Academy. One guy, one truck, super high profit. And then, of course, you know what I—you know—tell people is, hey, let's grow this thing, let's scale it, and let's uh, let's go hang out at Disney World. Three four days a week since it's right down the the road from my house instead of being on the end of a pressure washer or a carpet cleaning machine or whatever let's scale this thing let some other people do the the heavy lifting and and make it bigger than me uh i don't think ethically uh and ethically may be the wrong word here but i don't think there's anything wrong with someone wanting to be that solopreneur that lean and mean guy you know if that's what they enjoy Right. Except (laughs) I have a little, you know, caveat there is you're, you know, you're, you're literally a half of a step away. You're, you're, you're three inches stepping the wrong way on a ladder. You're whatever it may be away from not just being like lean and mean, but now you're skinny and starving because if you're hurt and you can't work, no one's making any money. Um, what are your thoughts? Like, you know, maybe from a life coach perspective, do you give that caution to people that are like, Hey, I just want to do the solo thing. Or do you say, Hey, what people want to do is what they want to do. Or
1: give
0: me, give me your thoughts kind of on that subject and thought processor.
1: Yeah, you bet. So I think the, the first thing that, that people don't really know that is the, is an eye opener for them when they finally figure it out is, you know, what do I really want out of life? You know and you know and a lot of times you know you don't know your why changes yep you know, it changes um why did i go into business for myself to start with i just wanted to work for myself you mm-hmm. know I, I share with people you know you went into business because you wanted to make more money probably but really you wanted to be your own boss chart your own course have a little more free time mm-hmm. Brutal reality of most small business owners' lives is you feel like a slave to the business, very little family time, business consumes your mind 24-7, major stress, no real freedom. You feel like you have a job instead of a business and your day is consumed putting out brush fires. And guess what? Whether you're small or large, that's usually how it is. Now, if you really take the time to say, okay, what do I want out of life? What do I really truly want? What is my life goal? We have this wheel of life that we use at Ziggler that has the seven core areas of life. You know, what kind of person do I want to be spiritually? What do I need to know or want to know? You know, what kind of physical shape do I want to be in? What kind of family man do I want to be? Uh, how? You know, what what job in the business do I want to do? What do I enjoy the most? What are my my gifts and talents? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how much money do I want to make? That's the beauty of this whole thing. Uh, and you know, then personal life is, is, do I want to go to be able to go to Disney? Do I want to just, you know, do I want to work six days a week, seven days a week, whatever probably nobody wants to work seven days a week. But the truth is honestly that you could do lean and mean and put some good, uh, some boundaries in place that, you know, I I've met a lot of, you know. Uh, a few, six mm-hmm. really successful owner operators. Okay, so they get disability insurance. They charge a lot. They work four days a week, take three day weekends. You know, they probably tinker with their truck, clean their truck. Yeah, all kind of stuff. I mean, you know, so it's not like they're on vacation. Uh, but they, 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 but they're they're few and far between because if you choose that route, so you take your business, your uh, life goals. And then you got to put the right business model to it. Okay. So if, if, if you're just, you know, you're kind of a working guy and you want to go out there and, and you love just being with your customer and cleaning and this and that, and you don't have uh, you know, big goals, there's nothing wrong with it, but you, most people never put the safeguards in there. Okay. For example, you fall off the ladder. Do you have insurance? Do you have uh, disability insurance? Do you have uh, a lot of guys have maybe you know one or two people they could call on to do their jobs, and maybe they like when I um, had uh, three trucks, I was really good at marketing. I mean, my my cleaning is still good, but at my cleaning company, if I don't, if I if <laughs> just I just be clear, that, okay. <laughs> All right, just be clear about that. You know, not that I know more than anybody else, but what I mean by that is the results. Yeah. So, in fact, in our cleaning business, every year we generate more or less than a million dollars in referrals wow that's new business coming in every year and the rest of it is all from repeat and there's simple things to do i mean there's simple things that people could do uh anyway what was my point to that before i started bragging about great marketer?
0: we were talking Uh, about the lean and mean thing and Yeah. yeah
1: so so the thing is is that um All right. So if you want to be a one truck operator, you know, that's, that's, oh, I was going to say that I had more business than I knew what to do with. So what I would do is I had a couple of buddies that I met through, you know, training classes, technical training classes and stuff. And I would call on them and they had, uh, you know, they had unmarked trucks. So they would go out and I'd got some, some little, you know, vinyl uh, signage and you know, put it on the truck and collect the money for me and everything and I don't know we had some kind of split, 60, 40, something like that. I did that a lot. And then uh, I ended up bringing on a couple of partners and uh, the same two guys that I was subcontracting. And we said, okay, we're gonna build a great company. But why did I wanna do that? In fact, I remember when I was at that level, I was at, I remember making the decision, okay? Um, because it was Michael Gerber that helped me make that decision. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, I've, I've got, uh, two trucks. I'm doing $360,000 a year. Yeah. I'm subcontracting some work here and there. And, you know, cause, cause, you know, at that time we didn't understand what we understand today that you could do $500,000 on one truck. You know? <laughs> I didn't understand that back then. So I said, I need to either stay at two trucks, keep everything under control, very high price, very, you know, high quality and da-da-da-da-da. Or I need to push through somehow and get to that level where I can be turnkey because I read Michael Gerber's book and I said that's what I want to do. Cause I know in my heart that I want to help other people, whether that's doing ministry, whether it's doing coaching or training or whatever. And sure enough, I brought those two guys in. They became partners. We started building all these systems. And, you know, I taught other people my marketing stuff, my sales strategies. We wrote scripts. And, you know, this is what the technicians do. Here's the uniforms and trucks and systematize everything. And uh, so sure enough, I mean, a year later, I started, two years later, I started Phenomenal Products. And I started teaching other people my referral program and, and uh, you know, how to get more repeat and referral business and how to stay organized and, you know, all that stuff. Yep. And that's what launched my career. But the point is, is that your business model, how big, how small, how many people you work with, all of that stuff has to do with one thing and one thing only, what do you want out of life period. How many hours do you want to work? How many days you want to work? And what kind of work do you want to do? Listen, I put my foot down. I said, we're going to, I'm going to know everything that there is to know about technical work in our business. We're going to be the best of the best, but I didn't like being out there hot and sweaty, freezing cold and the, you know, nothing wrong. I'm listen, I'm grateful for our technician. Yeah. You know, I got guys that have been with me for over 20 years and, and I, I mean, I bow down to those guys, like, man, listen, you know, salt of the earth, but well, there's nothing
0: wrong with, you know, wanting to do that. And there's nothing wrong with not wanting to do that.
1: (laughs) That's the the point. But I think you bring up a great point is that a lot of people are fearful because, you know, uh, first of all, if I make too much money, people are going to say, well, who do you think you are? And that's our whole problem right there. Okay. You were talking about it earlier. Stinking thinking is what Zig <laughs> called it, right? Yep. And he said most human beings, uh, or all human beings, from one degree or another, suffer from a poor self-image. You called it limiting beliefs. Yeah. Right? If we, I deal it, with it. I still deal with it to this day. Me yeah. too. Me too. Yep. All of us do. And so, um, so the thing is, is that you're fearful because. You think, man, I'm gonna hire an employee who runs off my customers, or uh, steals my business, or steals money, mm-hmm. or you know, whatever. Okay, I, I, I'm just not doing.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm following you. Yeah,
1: yeah. And so um, you know, they just like I'll just stay small. You could see p- plenty of people out there on Facebook. Yeah, I tried to expand, and and uh, you know, guys ripped me off and they wouldn't do what they were supposed to do and all that. I'm gonna tell you the reason. Get up, go look in the mirror, and you're gonna see the reason. Mm-hmm. Because I'm gonna tell you something. I had the same problem. Yep. You know I fixed how I fixed the problem. I I think I know. To study leadership.
0: Oh yeah. I was going to say you changed yourself, (laughs) which is by studying leadership. Yeah.
1: I was a terrible leader. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when you understand how to attract the right people, how to hire the right people, how to train the right people. Well, Howard, that sounds like a lot of work. Well, listen, here's the thing. You do a little hard work, maybe a lot of hard work for a short amount of time. And when you get it predictable and profitable and you don't have to be there anymore, they're making money for you. Mm -hmm. It's like Dave Ramsey likes to say, says if you'll work for just a little while, like no one else will, Mm -hmm. you can live the rest of your life. Like no one else can
0: Yeah, live today. Like no one else. So tomorrow you can live like no one else. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, So Howard, I'm, I have a hundred hours to record with you, but I know you've got, you know, schedules and stuff. So let me, let's just kind of change. I don't have a good segue here, but I want to talk about the book, About how much time do you have left here? So I can kind of steer correctly.
1: Uh, 10 minutes,
0: 10 minutes. Okay. Um, Let's do this. Let's try to spend. uh, If you can, let's crunch your life into four or five of those minutes and then we'll use the second half to talk about the book and and other stuff that you've got going on. Do you mind giving people just kind of an overview? I mean, we mentioned the trunk of the car thing, but do you mind sharing uh, you know, who you were as a, as a kid and then kind of how you got to where you are today?
1: Not at all. In fact, I share that story all the time and I've practiced it, uh, cause I've shared it so many times <laughs> that I could probably get it down in just a few minutes.
0: Well, I'm going to shut up and everyone knows that was a lie, but I'll do my best to shut up and, and you share.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell people that I'm originally from LA, uh, lower Alabama. Yep. <laughs> and my wife doesn't laugh at my jokes either. So it's okay. No,
0: I, I love that joke. I've just heard of it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, I actually uh, grew up on welfare in Mobile, Alabama. There were seven kids crammed in a little 600 square foot shack. And the roof on this house was so bad that every time it rained, we had to get out all the pots and pans to catch the leaks. My mother mm-hmm. fed us on $100 a month from the welfare department. Well, I was a rebellious kid, and you know, I partied and got in all kinds of trouble, and ended up getting kicked out of the house right before I turned 18. And um, and I had no money. Uh, I had quit my. I had get this. I was 17 years old. I had quit my job because I couldn't get off to go to a Rolling Stones concert at the Superdome <laughs> in New Orleans. Okay?
0: My kind of kid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know, right? It's like. Good decision, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you know, you just live hand to mouth and bum money whenever you need it or whatever. And uh, so I needed money. My sister was visiting my real dad, who I'd only met twice in my whole life in Houston. And man, I the stories that were coming out of Houston, man. My my dad and my stepmother were successful, and you know, everything was just great there. And I was like, There ain't much going on here slept at my buddy's house that night. And uh, the next day, we uh, really, he went around to the people I used to work with at the grocery store. And, and we bummed up enough money for a Greyhound bus ticket to Houston, Texas. So it was $39.95. I remember the price. Probably got the ticket somewhere. <laughs> and um, I literally had 25 cents in my pocket when I got here. And the reason I had 25 cents is my buddy told me, he said, look, you may have to call your sister you may have to call your dad or whatever and uh even though pay phones are a dime here in mobile they're 25 cents in texas i was mm. like oh okay man i'm sitting on that bus you know holding that quarter and uh went and just filled up with pizza at pizza hut and you know the unlimited buffet or whatever and coke and probably yeah you know, slipped a few slices in my, in my luggage and, and, uh, and, uh, got on that Greyhound bus like at 10 or 11 o'clock at night. And next morning I woke up and I'm in Texas, you know, everything's Mm -hmm. flat. And so I lived with my, uh, my real dad for about a year and, uh, we got to know each other, became very close and, and they did help me some, you know, like, uh, my stepmother's uh sister gave me a little car to drive and i i i uh worked as a painter's helper and then i uh i worked at a grocery store i did a bunch of different odd jobs and then i became a waiter and i and i was really good at waiting tables so i started working at these really high-end restaurants wore a tuxedo to work and had the hair all slicked back and you know we would do a table table side cooking right and i was like man this is fun setting stuff on fire inside rock on you know <laughs> and um so then but i always wanted to have my own business i just didn't still i was just really making enough money to pay the rent you know still party and everything mm-hmm. and uh met my wife denise conjet antoinette panella now that's italian
0: Yeah, that's a name right there.
1: Yeah, she's from New Jersey and I'm from Lower Alabama. And she's like, Okay, we're gonna go up here and meet the parents, but you're gonna have to keep your mouth shut because you (laughs) have an accent. (laughs) You know, Zig Uh, had something to say about that. He said, you know, if you take a you, uh, you take old boy from the South and you take him up North and he stays too long. He's going to come back with an accent. <laughs> he said, but if you take an old boy from the North and you bring him down South and he stays long enough, he'll be talking normal.
0: You know? <laughs> I, uh, love yeah. I love
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> well, so we, uh, I go to New Jersey, get married to my wife and this Italian, uh, family, Italian wedding. And they don't give you wedding presents; they give you cash. So each of the relatives brings a little envelope, and there's going to be fifty dollars, hundred dollars, two to hundred dollars, whatever. And we got 300, uh, I mean, uh, thir- uh, three hundred—I mean, three thousand dollars worth of cash. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there was a friend of the family, same age as me. I was twenty-three at the time. He was tooling around a little red Mercedes convertible, and I said, "I want to know what that guy does, and I want to know if it's legal." I do have my limits.
0: Yeah. yeah. I
1: don't like jail. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and turns out he had his own business. Matter of fact, he had a cleaning business and I Hmm. said, Oh, I I can do that. Yeah. So i get back to Houston after a little honeymoon and, and, uh, I started investigating and got myself some equipment and I had a little Toyota Corolla and, um, and, and, um, and I put my equipment in the back of my, in the truck of my car and I started, you know, cleaning carpet for people. And, you know, I think I did uh, $45,000 my first year. I did 90 the second, I did 145. I think the third year got up to about 200,000 and that was kind of my limit. Mm-hmm. And then I finally moved up over time to about 360. And that's when I brought my partners in. They were doing about a hundred thousand each. So it went to over a million dollars the first year that we were together. Then we went to 2 million, then to 3 million. And like I said, last year we were getting close to four, but then COVID hit, but today, and I had to learn a lot of lessons, leadership, I kind of knew marketing. It was kind of just, I loved marketing and selling. And so that part was easy for me, Mm -hmm. but the management, uh, that part of it and, and the, um, accounting was like, uh, and, uh, but listen, you got people out there that'll help you. Okay. And that's what we do is we will help you put the systems in place and get the support that you need to make it happen. Whatever your goal is, Mm -hmm. we don't tell you what the goal is. What's your goal? What's your biggest challenge? All right. We have the tools, we have the strategies, we have the coaching, we have everything you need to get there. And we've got so many success stories. It's just, it's just. Howard,
0: before you tell, and I'm, I apologize for interrupting. I just want to okay. get a couple of little things in because I know yeah. you got to go uh, here in a second, guys, we're going to tell everyone where you can go and I'll put it in the show notes so you can click and, and uh, find out more about Howard. But so Howard, you've got a coaching program. Um, okay. I know, I personally know one person that uh, I don't know if he's still, uh, do you know, Chris Martinez? Uh, oh yeah, I, I Love yeah. Chris. Yeah. Okay, I did not know if you knew him personally. I know he's in your program. Uh he's actually been on the show before. Uh super awesome guy. Really really Yeah, he him. is, man. You got um,
1: talk about um, some energy, man. Yes, he does.
0: <laughs> but I know Chris has went through it and or you know, I don't know if through it is the right term, but uh, I know Chris has been a part of it. He's had a great deal of success and always talks about it. Um who is not a good fit? Cuz I think a lot of people are maybe listening and saying, "Well, I haven't started yet. I've just started, or, you know, am I, am I too big? Am I too small? Who's the right person or who isn't the right person for your program?
1: Very simple. Uh, First of all, it doesn't matter where you are because we're going to help you figure out the first things that you need. For example, when you're starting, you need marketing, you Mm -hmm. need personal development, you need marketing and we've got the best personal development in the world. We got Ziggler, we got Maxwell, we got, You know, I'm certified and my team is certified in so many different things, but you need marketing and you need sales. When you get to a certain point and you need to hire someone, then you need to be able to hire someone. But who's a good fit or who's not a good fit? You know, we used to say, well, you really need to kind of be at this level. And we proved ourselves wrong because we had people come in that were maybe an independent or solo operator and they just thrive and we're like, okay, You know, let's not limit ourselves uh, or limit them. So, but here's how you know. Do you have a growth mindset or a fixed mindset? Hmm. If you have a growth mindset, then you understand that you need help to grow, that you don't know everything. You can't know everything. I can't know everything. The reason I'm sitting in this chair is because I had coaching, I had trained. i invested mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of dollars in training and coaching, you know? And so the first step is kind of like, uh, being an alcoholic is, you know, admit that you need help, you yeah. know, and have a growth mindset. It doesn't have to be the way it is. And you can get some knowledge here. A lot of guys want to get some knowledge here. I guess that's fine. Learn. But you need a system that's designed to work together and you need the the coaching. Uh, Our most successful students, our most successful members just do two things. They learn the systems, they study, they get on the training, They, they download the stuff. And okay, let me understand how this works. Doesn't mean you have to do everything, just means you've got to, understand how it works yeah. you got to get yeah. the big picture somebody else can do the details
0: okay so a good fit is a growth mindset to grow bad mindset. fit is a fixed
1: mindset a fixed mindset that oh uh, you know bad attitude no yeah and then so they learn the proven systems and they implement the proven systems and what causes people to implement is uh is having the support the encouragement and the accountability that they need the number one reason that people don't, uh, small businesses don't grow or do as well as they could, is what I call F.T.I. failure to implement. The solution to that is to have a community, a membership, that will truly lead you down the right path, not just a you know place to party and be like uh, some of these Facebook groups. They act like juveniles, you know. No. Not that I'm talking about. In fact, the greatest life lesson, I'll end with this, the greatest life lesson ever that I've learned in my entire life is this, get around the, the people, the person of the people that have already done what you want to do. They've already been where you want to be. Okay. And that have a process for you to follow. See, you might run into somebody who's really successful. Oh, so-and-so is going to mentor me, but they don't have a system. Or you might find somebody that's willing to mentor you or coach you, but they don't have any track record. They don't have a system. They don't know how to coach. And the other thing that happens is like, if you just get a marketing coach or a financial coach or a leadership coach, you're uh, leaving out all the other elements. You got to have, Uh, So in the inner circle, we've got people who are strong in all these areas that can help. Nice. Yeah.
0: And so if people are interested in this and they want to learn more about it, where can they go to hear about it?
1: Simple dimple. Go to howardpartridge.com, howardpartridge.com and opt in. And what you're going to get is the first thing that you're going to get is you're going to get a uh, short webinar to watch to kind of understand how everything works. And once you go through that little webinar, then, and only then, can you uh, make an appointment with one of our coaches, and we'll uh, do a a quick little assessment with you, figure out what your challenges are, your goals, look at the gap, kind of give you some advice on, you know, if I were you, I'd be thinking about this, this, and this. It's free, no obligation. And then if you want to talk about us working together, we'll talk about that.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So Howard, I hope, first off, I've had a blast. Um, good. we I think there you've got enough content to do 10 more episodes here. So hopefully we can do another one in the future. Uh, we didn't even really talk about the book and stuff much. And, and I love it. So guys, listen, if you're looking for a good book to read, especially if you listen to this right when it comes out and it's the holiday you know, time off, The Five Secrets to a Phenomenal Business, it's excellent by Howard Partridge. Check it out. And the thing that's best about that book is it's not, Uh, theoretical philosophical stuff it's literally I mean you can literally read the book and say okay step one step two step three and if I remember correctly I even is are there like some pdfs and stuff you can do you have pdf downloads that yeah yeah I was gonna say I think you even have some downloads and stuff it's been a little while since I've read it but but check that out and guys Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, whatever you celebrate. I hope it's awesome. I'm going to be around the Christmas tree doing hot chocolate and presents and stuff with the kids here in a couple days. Uh, And just remember, if you're not doing the things that you want to do in life, you better have a damn good reason for it. But
1: if you're not pursuing those things, there's no good reason for it. Peace. Thanks.